0: Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Shifman. I love sharing Torah classes, and thank you for listening to this episode. Feel free to follow and to share with others so they too can enjoy the Torah classes on this podcast. Now on to the episode. Today's Daf is Gitin is Daf Mem forty-four. We begin the second line of Mem Daled. Aleph. We're going to have five parts in today's daf, all relating to the theme of the Mishnah we had prior, that selling one's Eved to a Goy, or to Chutzala Aritz, where there's a Knast that the Eved goes free, you have to redeem him, that whole story. So let's get started with the first section. The Gemara here tells us, in contrast to yesterday, when you make your Eved a Mashkon to be collected by the Goy, where the Eved goes free, because it's like a sale, if the Goy just collects it as part of a debt, but it's unwilling or under the threat of debt, which is like pogroms, the halacha will be that the Eved does not go free. It's not Yetzel because he's being pressured, essentially. In a a similar way, but in a contrasting way, regarding a government taking a person's grains, if it was really on behalf of taxes, so he'd be chayven meiser because he's benefiting, but if not, if it's just uh, they're just taking it on, not appropriately, then he wouldn't be high to take off maestros because that's not something that he was really benefiting from. Okay, now the Gemara goes on and says if there's a guy extorting a Jew, blackmailing a Jew, and the Jew uses the evid to pay off the guy, the evid would go free because he could have appeased the guy with something else. Instead, he chose the evid. That's like a sale. And the knas kicks in. The Gemara leaves off with a couple of Shilas, it's unresolved if a person sells Zebed for 30 days, or if he sells them besides for work, and he's only really for reproductive purposes, in order to keep Shmitzvah, Shabbos, and Yontif, these Shilas are unresolved, if that would be the penalty of the Chachamim, that he'd have to free him, and he would go free or not. But the Gemara does resolve that if he sells him to a Gertoshav, which is the guy living in Eretz Yisrael, he doesn't do Avodah Zarah, but he does, eat. Uh, non kosher food, the Evid would go free because that's like selling to a guy. And there's a machloikis regarding selling to a kusi or a Yisrael mumar if the Evid would go free in that case. Okay, you know this thing's next section. Let's move on. In a scenario where an Evid casts himself on a non Jewish army in order to attain freedom from the Jew, and then the non Jewish army will not sell the, the Evid back, but, will, but is willing to give money. So there's a shaila opposed to Ravami, are you allowed to accept that money? The Gemara deliberates and the Gemara concludes Rav mi sent Psak, which is, in such a scenario, you could take the money even though uh, it is money that came from a transaction that's theoretically not acceptable, and you can even have the documents written in non-Jewish courts, because we compare it ultimately to the scenario like in Eretz Yisrael, where there's an Israel of Loisachanim to sell the houses, the property to Goyim. Nonetheless, if there's a forced issue that you cannot get it back, the evidence in this case from the Goyim, or... The land in Eretz Yisroel. So Ravami concluded it is the same. You can take the money. It's like matzah Yadam, salvaging something of that Evid that you could. Third section of the day here the extent of the penalty, how much the master has to redeem him for. So there's two versions of Rabbi up and Levi. Either he has to pay up to 100 times its value or 10 times its value, the Evid, to redeem him. And in each version, Meshlakish says the Behemagasa, a large animal, have to be redeemed back from the guy because you're not allowed to sell that either. Would be the inverse of that, either ten times in the first version or a hundred times in the second version the Gemara gives the far as to distinguish between them turning to memdalim base now There's a discussion if the a is really a shaila, if the Penalty extends to the son meaning if the father sold the evid to a guy and then the father died would the son be responsible to redeem him? The Gemara says you cannot prove it from the case of a kohen damaging the ear of a bachor in, in order to benefit from it and not have to bring it as a karban. or somebody that intended to create a scenario of davra Aved so he could do Malacha and cholam we can't prove from those two situations regarding this shiluf if it extends to the sun, but the Gemara does resolve from the case of Shemitah that we see the Gezerah, if, if the land is worked on Shemitah, does not extend to the Iser of the sun working the land after Shemitah, and similarly here, the son wouldn't be responsible to redeem the Eved if the father sold him to a Goy. And he wouldn't, he wouldn't have a knas that he would go free also. And the Gemara just finishes off this section by saying there's a similar idea of somebody's shulch or ta rois of shulch Eroi. If he's Metame, uh, he contaminates, makes ritually impure the taharas that belonged to his friend, which is a Hezek She'en a Nikar, you're not responsible. I mean, they said, if it was bemezer. Allah will be responsible to pay back. This does not extend to the son in terms of paying back if the father passes away before he could pay back. Okay, section number four. The Gemara tells us here, it goes back on our Mishnah, which said, when you sell your Eved to hutzla aretz, the Eved uh, goes free. So the Gemara explains to us, there still is a necessity to give a get Getshechur. And who gives the get Getshechur is Rabo Sheini. Is the buyer, when he sells to the Jew in Chutzal arets that second Jew purchases, he's the one that has to give the get Shreem and Gamliel distinguishes between the languages that is used if the Eved actually goes free. If the seller stated he's selling to Antuchi, meaning to remain in Eretz Yisrael and just to a native of Chutzal Haaretz, uh, if that fellow that were purchased it had a dwelling in Eretz Yisrael, a permanent dwelling, so then the Eved wouldn't go free because we could assume he was selling To remain in that permanent dwelling in Eretz Yisroel. But if he didn't have a permanent dwelling in Eretz Yisroel, so we have to assume that he was selling it to be taken outside of Eretz Yisroel, and the Evid would go free. The Gemara leaves an unresolved if a Babylonian man marries a woman in Eretz Eretz Yisroel, and she brings slaves into the marriage. If that would be considered selling to Chutzel Aretz because the husband's intent was to go back, this is contingent on how we view... Gemara says both in the sheet that Sonu Barzel, the property she brings in, that's estimated that he guarantees he could retain those items and pay her up, a or a that she can retain them after the marriage. Gemara just concludes this section by saying if a person went to Surya, I mean the master went to Surya with his Evid and his Evid followed willingly, and then he sold him there, it would depend if originally the master intended to return to Eretz Yisrael, in which case, it's like he sold him from Eretz Yisrael to Chutzel It means the Evid didn't give up his rights to freedom should he be sold, because he intended to go back with the Master. But if the Master did not intend to go back to Eretz Yisrael, so then it's like the Evid lost his rights, and when he's sold in Chutzel he actually would not be freed. Okay, the fifth section of the day here is two Psakim of Shmuel, and the confusion of Reva'an in terms of which psak applies to which case. So there's two cases that Ravanan said he heard from Shmuel. One is regards to selling in Evet, that the Evet goes free, the Rav has to write the Geshechor. And the other is there's a Machlekis Rav and Shmuel regarding selling fields during the Yovel year. Shmuel's halacha is, is that the sale uh, is not effective. So the, the, the question was, there was two psakim. In one case, Ravanan had a tradition from Shmuel that... The sale is completely ineffective and the money goes back to the buyer. The other is the buyer forfeits the money. And he wasn't sure which psaq applied to which case. So the Gemara deduces from the Braissa the fact that it says that the second master has to write the get shekhor implies that the sale does go through because otherwise the first one would have to, the seller would have to write the get shekhor. It must be that the sale goes through and yet the second master, the purchaser, will forfeit the money. And he doesn't get his money back, which would then imply that in the case of Yovel, when you sell your field during the Yovel year, Shmuel would say that the buyer would actually get his money back um, because the sale doesn't go through. Ravanan, however, turning to Mem, uh, Memheim and Aleph now, Ravanan didn't know that price, so he couldn't make that deduction, and he also didn't deduce from the words of Yovel that Shmuel uses by Yovel which is that it's not sold because it could be what Shmuel meant was but rather it's given as a gift and therefore he doesn't actually get his money back, that could be the understanding even though the sale doesn't go through, which is a similar language we find that Shmuel would hold regards to Meqadish Asachos, someone that marries a sister, the kedushin is not effective and yet it's considered a gift, the sister retains it, so therefore Ron couldn't deduce from Shmuel's words either in the case of Yeovah where he says that it's not sold because that could be interpreted not sold but he doesn't Get his money back, either, because it's a gift. Stopping at the top Mem with hey, Aleph, Mezuzah Shem. We'll pick up tomorrow with Daf Mem Hay. Everybody have a wonderful day.